doesn't make sense now, but I promise the title of this episode will definitely come full circle. Welcome to the Wicked Fearless Podcast. I'm your host, Madison Ciccone, speaker, author, and for the better part of the last decade, I've been riding a bike at a little place called SoulCycle. Maybe you've heard of it before. Each week, I bring you solo inspirational episodes, pep talks, as well as interviews with fellow fit pros, athletes, entrepreneurs, spiritual gurus, and a little bit of everything in between showcasing how it's not the absence of fear in our lives, but the ability to go toe-to-toe with it daily and take brave, bold action when it comes to creating a life that we crave. Real, relatable stories, not only from my own personal life, but from my guests as well, about the twists and turns, the pivots, the roadblocks, and all the places they had to go to take them to where they are now in their lives. Tactical tips, tricks, and takeaways for you to get out there and start living your very best life. Seatbelts on and let's do the damn thing. Okay, so before we dive into this, I have personally never seen The Outer Banks on Netflix, I believe it is. So I don't know any of the drama or like the story or the show, Outer Banks. I just went there for my husband's. My husband's. (laughs) That is still so new and odd. My husband's uh, family reunion almost. So there are a bunch of family members in the South, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Mid-Atlantic that couldn't come up to the wedding. And so we went down to see them as like a little family soiree midsummer OBX. Corolla, 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 North Carolina. Let me tell you, my Southern accent can whip right back from being at Belmont University in Nashville real quick. So anyway, we go down, we like take a flight, which by the way is like super, super quick. We get there, they give us the sickest Jeep Gladiator, fully, fully decked out, big monster tires. It's a Willys edition. We drive down to the Outer Banks. I'm living my best life, to be quite honest. It's the beach. You can't go wrong. It was so much fun. It was so nice to just take a few days away and be surrounded by family and also in celebration of like our wedding because you get married and then your life kind of just stays the same. I don't know if anybody told you that and I'm sorry if I'm just kind of like blowing it for you, but everybody's like, oh my God, like how what does it feel like? And I'm like, it feels literally the same as the day before, only I just kind of have a new last name that I keep forgetting about. So when we were running around down there. There were several, a lot of our family members have the same name. So one of my, I don't know if I would say like cousin, second cousin, her name's also Madison. So it was like Madison Perello. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so weird. And I'm not used to it yet. Like all, you know, for 30 something years of your life, you have one name and then it changes overnight and you're just supposed to, you know, get used to it, I guess. So one thing I really wanted to talk about today, and I really hope this resonates with someone out there who needs to hear it, because honestly, it's something I struggle so much with and I continue to struggle with. And I think it's just one of those things that is always and forever ebbing and flowing in our lives. If you are a super high achiever, if you are 
really into chasing big goals and dreams, I think that sometimes there can be a double-edged sword here. And this is something I fell into for a while in my business of like everything in my life had to have an ROI, a return on investment. Like I could not even take one hour for myself because I just felt like that was that was taking away from the hour that I should be putting into working or launching or creating a new offer or more podcasting or more whatever. Like I, I was literally like the shining when it's like, Oh, working, no playing makes John a dull boy or whatever the line is from that movie. But I was literally, there was zero fun or like joy, quote unquote joy in my life. Now, do I have fun at SoulCycle and in my job and at other places, yes. But I remember my friend Beth being like, well, what do you do for fun, Madison? Like, what do you do? And all the things I was naming were also having some kind of ROI, some kind of return, transactional. There was a transactional, you know, quality to them. Even when I was going to take a workout at another studio, it was with the intention of cross-pollinization and showing up so then people would come take my class. Because I know that sounds crazy, But I found that when I would show up at different studios, people would come take my class within a week of showing up at another studio other than SoulCycle. And so I know that's like a whole another conversation in itself. We could go down that. But every single thing in my life I was doing because there was some kind of investment or return on investment in my business, in my personal development, in bettering myself, in chasing goals, dreams, wishes. I'm extremely driven and I'm a Virgo. I'm very, very much like buy the books, make a list, check it twice, do it and do it to the best of my ability. Crush it. Action is like my thing. And what I started to notice is like literally everything in my life was about that. And it became really unfun, like super unfun. I said to my dad before on the phone, like I am not having a good freaking time. Like I'm having a really bad time. And so Lately, I've been trying to do things, one that I never would have thought to do before, but also that create more joy and space to pour back into myself. I think one of the most valuable things I ever heard was, you know, I'm a huge fan of any massive athlete. It's just, it doesn't matter what team you're on, but just sport culture in general. And it had to do with LeBron James. And I read that he spends like a billion dollars on recovery and the quote was something like, you know, you have to rest just as hard as you play or like you have to rest just as hard as you work. If you work really, really, really hard, then you need to rest really, really hard. And I always thought of rest as like, you have to lay down flat and do nothing or like take a nap or just like sit on the couch and bench and watch TV. And I think sometimes for some people it can be like that, but that's never worked for me. And so I was just like, screw rest. I'm just going to work. And work and work and work and work, work, work until I burn myself out inevitably because that's what will happen. So what I'm working really hard on now is how to bring more joy in my life. A huge thing for me, I loved reading books on personal development again. ROI, transactional. I had no idea that I could just read for fun and I could swap out every book about making my brain bigger or making my bank account bigger or my relationship with money or the power of one more awesome book by Ed Milet. But like, I didn't realize that every single thing I did does not have to have some kind of business return on investment and that the return on investment is actually just allowing myself to relax and play and have fun and create space to be creative. Because if you're all work and no play, 
play, there's nowhere in there for you to be creative. You're just burning the candle at both ends. The fuse is going to blow. The candle's going to burn out and you're going to hit a proverbial rock bottom, you know, a rock bottom bathroom floor moment before you know it. So one thing I started doing that felt almost sacrilegious when I first started was I just was reading for fun. I started to read all these like teen sci-fi fiction fantasy books, Akatar, Throne of Glass, all this crazy stuff that was basically like Harry Potter on steroids for adults. And it was awesome. And it's so fun. I get lost in all these just different worlds. And it's such a great way to turn off my brain and just really be creative because coming from an entertainment background, when I read books the same way when I watch movies, I think of like how I would have cast it and what role I would have had them in and like where I would film it. Like my brain, just when I'm reading thing, Oh, actually it's the same with music. When I hear songs, like I can see choreography. It's something in me that's innate. I don't know if everybody listens to a song and can see choreography in my head. It's a God given gift. The same way when I read a book, I'm like, Oh my gosh, who would I cast in this? Where would we film it? How would the dialogue be like? It's so much fun for me to create these, you know, scenarios or these cinematic, uh, creative kind of vision boards of the way I would create the story if it was up to me. I love it. I and it took me a while, and even still, I have to remind myself like this is a way I'm pouring back into myself. This isn't stupid. This isn't juvenile. This is actually pouring back into myself and recharging myself so that I can show up and work better, work harder, and be more creative in a shorter span of time because I'm not just working umpteen hours a day and burning myself out. I'm giving myself space to create and be playful and relax and just be, quite frankly. And that has been a serious journey to try to just be in it and have a little fun in the reading space. Additionally, literally the whole inspiration behind this podcast is ghost crabbing. Okay. I was aware of what ghost crabs were because when Scott and I are on vacation a lot, I love to walk to restaurants. When we go to dinner on, on these like beach vacations that we are so lucky and we get to go on and it's so awesome. There are these crabs on the beach and they only come out at night. They're called ghost crabs. They're super translucent. And if you walk on the sand at night, you can see things scurrying. Those are the ghost crabs. Every night when we were in the Outer Banks, we went ghost crabbing and it was so fun. And I screamed and I ran around and I, it was so much fun and it was so carefree and childlike and just reminded me of like catching blue shell crabs down in, you know, Westerly or Matunic in Rhode Island when I was younger. And it was just so fun and it was just good, clean fun. Like there was no money being made. There was nothing pouring back into my business. There was no quote unquote ROI on ghost crabbing, but it gave so much for my heart and my soul. And I was just truly filled up. I laughed so hard, screaming, running around the beach, just having a absolute Absolute, just an absolute fanfare, a festival of a, of a time. And what it really made me think about was this concept of where can I create more pockets of joy and more pockets of fun in my life? Because if I'm not doing that and all I'm doing is working and then sometimes the work isn't even fun and gratifying, especially if you find yourself in a grind season or in a season of immense growth where you're not really getting these big shiny accolades or you're not getting the promotion or you're not getting the next level up because you are in the season of grind between when those things happen. You are very much in the valley, but good news. If you're in a valley, it's because mountains are on either 
side. But again, you hit that mountain, you hit that high point in your career, in your life, whatever, there's bound to be a valley only because there's going to be another mountain on the other side. But what people rarely talk about is the valley in between and being in that state of like grind, that state of a little bit of a suck of that push through that work factor and how important it is in that season to not just put your head down and be like, I'm just going to work till I get to the other side because it's going to make you want to literally die. Like it, it is so soul sucking. It siphons every beautiful, creative, fun, joyful aspect, the cool in you, the, the chill in you, the kind of like yogi spirit in you. It it like takes everything out of your soul just to put your head down and just try to get to the next mountain when you're very much in a season of grind and valley. And that is really what this past few days away in North Carolina really taught me, taught me what it's like, what accent are you using right now? Mads, are you Southern? Are you Northern? Taught me. Um, what it really taught me was to be in the moment and Whenever you're around family or family reunions, if you are blessed enough to be surrounded by a loving, caring, massive family, is like, this is what matters. And sometimes we get so caught up in life and so so caught up in the business of it and so caught up in the, the marketing and the emails and how do I do this and grow this and scale this and do this and create this and put this out and funnel this that we forget. Like, what is the whole purpose of why I'm working? The whole purpose of why I'm working is I would hope, in my case, I would love to provide for a family and I want to take my kids on vacations and well, and all that stuff, how am I going to do all that stuff if I'm so miserable in what I'm doing because I'm so, I have my head down so much trying to get to the other side of the grind of it that I'm not looking up every once in a while and enjoying the ride. Like what's the point of being on the roller coaster of life if you just are like head down and your eyes are closed and you're holding on for dear life because it's like really fast and really crazy at some points when you can open your eyes, take your hands off of, you know, the oh shit bar, if you will, throw your hands up in the air and really enjoy the ride. Because if you're not enjoying the ride, like, what are we doing? And if you're like, yeah, Mads, I hear you. I'm so glad you got some time away. Like, duh, everybody knows this concept. You have to pour back into yourself. I guarantee there's someone out there listening right now that is in that state of grind that is not pouring back into themselves. And it's literally killing them because I am right there with you. I am the biggest, the biggest culprit of this, the biggest, you know, offense, offender of this, like the biggest whatever I can be. I don't even know the the adjective or the noun I'm trying to use right now. Like I am the biggest offender of it. I don't know. Defender. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I am like, as I am saying this, it's like, I am preaching to myself because I am also so, so bad at doing things for myself, at taking time for myself, at resting. And rest doesn't have to be like you're laying flat down. Rest could be going to the beach. It could be whatever pours back into you. Anything that pours back into your spirit that makes you feel separated from your phone is a huge thing, from your work, from your email, from the daily grind that is your life or your career or your livelihood or the thing, your vocation, whatever like brings you money, whatever you have, your livelihood is, your job, your career, that if you can separate yourself from that, separate yourself from your email, separate yourself from your social and get out there and do something fun and pour back into yourself, you are going to feel like a hundred gajillion million dollars before taxes. Like it is so much better to do that. And we all forget that because we get stuck in the grind state. Oh, I'll, you know, I'll take that vacation, you know, a few more weeks, a few more months. I can go another week. I can go another month. I can, I can. And we say that until all of a sudden we find ourselves at a total complete combustion breakdown, you know, 
the car is steaming on the side of the road and the whole transmission is blown and we can't go any further in our lives because we literally ran ourselves straight into the ground. And I've been there too. And I just want this to serve as a reminder of how important it is. The harder you work, the harder you need to rest and how, so, how fun can truly change, can truly, truly, truly bring you back down to earth and remind you like, what is the whole point of this thing called life? Like, What's the point of it if we're really not having any fun at all? Because we're so stuck in this notion of we have to get to wherever. I have to produce whatever. So much of it is from a production state or a look at me state. I have to show them. I have to prove myself. I have to climb this ladder. I have to do whatever. And a lot of it is just like total BS. And so I hope that this episode serves, this episode serves as a reminder that you get to take a break. You get to choose what brings you joy and go do that. And don't feel guilty about it because that is going to make whatever you're doing work-wise in your life so much stronger, so much better. It's going to revitalize you. It's going to give you a resurgence that you could have never even imagined. And you're going to be able to work twice as long, twice as hard, be much more creative when you take time away completely offline and away and then return to whatever it is that you're doing or whatever goal you're chasing or whatever dream that's been put in your heart. That's really what I wanted to noodle on today because it was on my heart. Like, I don't know. I just woke up and that's the way I was feeling. And I'm really grateful for some time I got away to kind of just reassess and realign. And just sometimes when you're pulled out of your element, you get to kind of see things from like an outside perspective. You know, I always think of those parts in cartoons where I know it's like kind of like weird and sad, like someone gets like knocked out and their like little spirit hovers above them. And it's like watching them from like a bird's eye view of like, this is what it looks like. Like sometimes I feel like that's what these these moments give us, it gives us the opportunity to kind of like see our life from a different perspective or a different angle because we're pulled out of our element and we're pulled out of our routine a little bit and we're pulled out of the everyday grind to really assess what's working and what's not. If you were listening to this podcast when you were walking or on the beach or taking a stroll or doing whatever it was we were doing, maybe you were running. I can't run to podcasts, but a lot of my friends do. Uh, Please take a screenshot. I love connecting through Instagram when the podcast has resonated with somebody. It's so fun to chit chat. So I love that. If you are interested in anything else I do beyond the podcast, I always default to beyond the bike since so many people do know me at Soul Cycle. But you can find pretty much anything and everything I'm doing in the coaching space, be it one-on-one coaching or group coaching. Right now, I am relaunching Wicked Fearless, which is my 12-week group coaching program for women that I'll be launching on September 19th will be our first call. So for the whole month of August, I'm doing discovery calls, 30-minute free calls with me to kind of pick my brain and see what fits for you in your life. So I'd love to connect with you on that. And if you're interested in my gratitude practice that I put out earlier this year, Wildly Capable, Wicked Fearless, you can grab that on Amazon Prime, Wildly Capable, Wicked Fearless. Like, subscribe, five stars, leave a review on the podcast, all that, oh my gosh, just means so much, helps elevate the podcast so we can get it out into the world and create even more impact. Until next week, may you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless. Fearless.